So what I encourage people to do if they're just getting started out is to listen and really think about what your lifestyle and what your financial goals are. So whether it's passive or active, um, and I think it's important to connect with the people that are already successful in doing your style of investing. So this leads from identifying what you want to do to finding the people that have already done it, having those resources there to ask questions, to trust, to gain confidence really helps with the execution, taking action portion. This is the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan, where we interview local real estate investors and professionals to go over tips, tricks, and investing strategies to help you learn about the business and to enable you to achieve your financial goals. And now, welcome to the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. Today, we have Jay Martin. Jay came on the show back in episode 24, where he talked about traveling around the world with his Airbnb rentals. And besides traveling the world as a nomad, he's also the host of the best real estate investing conference in the Bay Area. In this episode, Jay will share his top tips for what you should do to get the most out of your conference experience. If you're new to the podcast, subscribe to the show and leave a review. We release episodes every Wednesday and Sunday and release the show notes on our site, everythingrei.com slash podcast. By the way, if you need help financing your next real estate project, check out Conventus Lending. Conventus is the best hard money lender with the best rates and the best service. I've used them for years and they've been able to pull off miracles for us to close on time, all while being incredibly easy to work with. If you need a hard money loan, contact me at sean at everythingrei.com to get $1,000 off of your processing fee. And if you want to know the secrets of how the top investors in the Bay Area are making huge profits in one of the most expensive markets in the world, download the free Ultimate Bay Area Investing Handbook on our website, everythingrei.com. Enjoy. All right, Jay, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. And for all of our listeners, maybe those of you who are new, Jay was actually on our show on episode number 24, talking about short-term rentals and Airbnb. Jay is a nomad and he likes to like just travel around the world and live in different places while his Airbnbs create money for him. And uh, he's going to talk about his journey for the past year as well as his upcoming summit. So Jay, welcome back on the show. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Sean. Jay, do you want to just briefly introduce yourself again and tell us what you've been up to in the past year? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not sure if everyone loves this terminology, but I would say I'm a homeless, unemployed felon. And basically, I travel around the world full time for the last few years, been about four years now. Uh, but I don't have a permanent residence, so I'm just traveling. Don't really have a job because I got a business that's taken care of somewhere else. And um, I am a felon because I got in trouble for selling coke a while back. But I've come back from that. Um, and basically, my business is mostly Airbnb. So we mostly rent properties, put furniture inside, and then put them on Airbnb. So I have a team in the Philippines that does that. And that creates most of the money that I use to invest in other passive investments, mostly in real estate and some tech startups. And that's kind of the, in a nutshell, what I do that's in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, where I also purchased some properties during the financial crisis. So some foreclosures and um, wholesale deals, things like that. So that's kind of how I make my money, uh, where I'm at, where I'm traveling and uh, coming at you from Mexico City right now. Super exciting. And it's so cool to see that by investing in real estate the right way, you're able to just live the life that you want to live. Yeah. And, you know, there was definitely some intentional setup when I was getting into what I wanted to do as far as uh, making things as hands off as possible. But to be honest, it's really been like networking. I know you have your meetup. I'd started one maybe six years ago. I went to my first real estate meetup with, uh, got to give out a shout out to Johnson Hong and this woman, Sarah, who's not really in the game anymore, but 
it showed me the power of networking. And once I started meeting some other folks, Al Williamson got me into Airbnb, who I met at a conference. And that's really kind of like pushed me and helped me grow to finally quit my job a few years ago and be able to travel. So I've been really thankful to everyone who's, you know, getting people together, uh, networking, podcasts like yours, to just kind of spread the word of what's going on because it helps so many people, including myself. And since you've been traveling this past year, did you do anything new in terms of your business or is everything kind of just maintaining as it is and you're just kind of reaping the rewards? You know, so the core of the business pretty much stays the same. Um, We have about 20, a little bit over 20 units now in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, So what we've been doing is adding units where generally where we already have properties and some in new cities and properties with owners that we're already working with. So I wouldn't say that we're in high growth mode with the business, but we've been adding more units in the San Francisco Bay Area. Fortunately, you know, most of that stuff, I would say at least all of these have standard operating procedures. So even when launching a new unit, uh, about 99% of it can be done by my team in the Philippines and on site in the San Francisco Bay um, without too much effort except approval on my part. That's really cool. So basically everything is on kind of like autopilot. You just give them your standard operating procedure. Yeah. And then it gets done. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they're really the ones refining the operating procedure as we run into things, run into challenges, find solutions, and then update that information. So again, we use that, of course, for our Airbnb business. But my manager was joking with me the other day. She's like, if I had a dollar for every time I heard SOP from you. Um, And I think it's true that with any business, right? If you have good written, not in your mind, but good written procedures in place, um, it can really transform how much time you have to personally spend in the business, I think. Yeah, put all the time and energy up front in writing those procedures, and then you can just chill afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. And I've actually been kind of pursuing a, a personal goal that I got more serious about this last year in learning Spanish. So, yo tengo un maestro de español. I have a Spanish tutor um, who's been teaching me some stuff, and I've kind of been focusing on spending time with friends and family, doing a lot of traveling, uh, learning Spanish. And trying to catch up on some of my volunteering, I've been a little bit lazy this year. So, yeah, pretty much been focusing on that. And then, yeah, just growing the business organically um, as I enjoy life. Well, that's awesome. And you're definitely living the dream. And for anyone that wants to learn more about how to run like an Airbnb empire from all around the world, go ahead and listen to episode number 24 again with Jay Martin. Uh, so, again, today we're going to talk more about the conference. So, Jay, tell us a little bit about your conference that you're hosting up in February of 2020. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so this kind of goes way back to when I first started learning. And of course, I got to mention biggerpockets.com and all of this. Uh, I'm in no way directly associated with them except for being a member. But they were really transformative in me meeting other people online and then transitioning to that into meeting people in person. So they actually did a conference back in 2012. Uh, I wasn't very active in the community back then and missed it. And once I started meeting people in person... You know, I went to a couple conferences, but it seemed like all of them were put on by people who were trying to sell something and didn't really have that same philosophy of the bigger pockets kind of spirit of just sharing without pitches. Um, so what I did, I had met um, Josh Dorkin actually came out to the Bay Area. Uh, we did a meetup, 100 something people came out. It was a great time. And he wasn't sure when they were going to do the next conference. I was super motivated to meet a lot of these people that I was inspired by in bigger pockets. With a pretty stupid move, um, the day after I met him, I announced that I was going to do a conference and invite all these people out. And so that happened for the first time in 2014, I believe it was. And it's just been transformative in, in my life and a lot of people that I've been able to speak with about it. 
um, as far as just meeting these people who are willing to openly share and attracting the kind of people who are willing to share openly and help people grow. So I have a lot of great stories myself, how it's impacted me and some of the friends I've made um, and some other folks. But whatever people are doing out there, I encourage you, you know, get on meetup.com, go to your local meetup group. If there's not one, you can start one. There's some on Facebook. There's some on biggerpockets.com in the networking section. And then, of course, there's conferences all over the country, including ones like mine. But for anyone out there, just go meet people, meet people, meet people. It's just been a huge uh, change for me. I'm, I, I can't even imagine with all the people you've met on your show, Sean, uh, the things you've learned and the connections you've made. Yeah, definitely. So do you want to share some of these stories of how connections have changed your life? You know, I think one of my favorites actually is uh, some people know Arlen Chow. So he's helped me a lot. We've become friends and sort of as a mentor also. But it was two years ago with the summit that he encouraged me to start a fundraiser. Um, so we auction off speakers' time and really unique experiences to help some orphanages and veterans here in the U.S. with housing. And he encouraged me to do that. So we've raised now like over $75,000 for charities just in the last two years. We also took a trip to Vietnam and rode motorcycles through Vietnam and visited several of the orphanages on our own dime, of course, um, and visited several of the orphanages that we helped support. And actually, I just signed some documentation investing in a tech startup that he has now become the chairman of. So this one relationship, I actually, I love this story too. So I met Arlen. He had uh, sent me a message on Bigger Pockets, and he wanted some advice on a property in Oakland that he was trying to buy. Never met the guy before. I met up with him. He's got paint all over his clothes. Um, I always joke with him. I'm like, I thought you were some poor Chinese contractor. You know, not in a bad way. I thought he was some, just some hustler, you know, with no money uh, when I first met him. And he uh, turns out, you know, we became friends and he's been a, a great resource and turns out he's uh, not poor. But um, just having that one meeting, giving advice to a stranger has turned into this huge relationship. We also, I also rent a bunch of properties from him on Airbnb. Ironically, the same property that he got advice from me on when we met up. Um, so again, just that little piece of advice turned into a huge kind of snowball over time of a friendship, great trips together, uh, you know, raising tons of money for charity and doing business together to this day in several different forms in real estate and uh, in this tech startup. So that's, that's one of many of the great people that I've met through the conference and other networking that I'm really stoked to have in my life. Yeah. I mean, meeting people in real life definitely adds another layer of like trust and friendship than just talking to people online through bigger pockets. Absolutely. Um, it's kind of been interesting for me. I mean, to me, this is, you know, it really evolves into a networking discussion and to some extent or a mentorship. But what, what I found, I mean, people are attracted to, I think, ideas and leadership to some extent. So the people who are putting themselves out there, you know, doing meetups, I mean, you, you did it big time, basically just putting yourself out there, what your successes and failures are. And talking with people, getting people together, but honestly, just putting yourself out there and being visible, I think is a huge part that attracts a lot of people. But for those who don't do that, honestly, I think like most people, I think spend time with me because maybe it's like the old presidential question. Do you like having a beer with the person? And all the people I do business with are people that I first just met at one of these, you know, meetups with a happy hour after have some drinks and usually end up being the last people there. And that tends to be the people that I, I spend my time with. Um, but I found that it's not necessarily because, you know, you know everything about real estate or have all the answers 
or, you know, pretend whatever, um, or how much money you have or any of that stuff, or whether or not you have a criminal history, you know, that includes a felony. These people, you know, it seemed like if, if the relationship was kind of an, a natural thing, then they're happy to do business because there's that level of trust kind of outside of the business world, so to speak, it's on a personal level. So I think that's been a bigger realization for me. I'm not sure, you know, what your experience has been with that either. Exactly the same as you. Like when I started going to the meetup groups, you eventually find the group of people you like hanging out with. You build that community. And, you know, besides talking about business and real estate and all the deals you're doing, you actually just talk about like life and you become friends, you know? So you look forward to these meetup groups, not necessarily because you're going to talk about your latest deal, but because you're getting a chance to hang out with your friends again. Absolutely. To me, um, networking in the meetup groups and the conferences in a business sense, is sort of like the funnel, right? You need to get enough people at the top of the funnel to find the people that are really valuable for you and your business. And it's hard if you're only meeting two or three people, you know, it's like your world is small. But I think if you meet enough people, then you find those gems of people that you truly like to hang out with, that you're both adding something to each other's life, um, hopefully both personally and on a business level. It's just different maybe than I thought when I first came in. I thought maybe I'd have to be super prepared for everything and have all the answers, have all the money, and people would only value me for that. But it turns out, you know, there's a lot of value just in who we are. And if people like that, they'll tend to be more open to doing business. And and similarly, you know, again, I do business with this with this guy now. I'm investing in his company. Another person um, with from a meetup, we brought a property together. Um, and I borrowed a bunch of money from her also. And yet not because I'm perfect in real estate. It's because she trusted me on a personal level and felt comfortable doing that. Yeah, it was just a big awakening for me that, hey, I don't have to be that know everything, do everything, have everything type person. Yeah, you just need to be a genuine person and you need to show up. You go to these meetup groups, go to these conferences so people can know who you are. Yeah, and help people on what you know. I mean, I think for people who are new in real estate, it may be that they have expertise in another industry. For me, I knew Oakland really well. And again, how many random messages do I get on bigger pockets for someone who wants to meet up and pick my brain? There's a lot. Um, you know, I told him, hey, meet me across the street from my house. You know, I need to eat lunch every day and I'll sit down and have a $3 bond me with you. Made him pay for it. And, <laughs> and, and, and you know, just, just kind of, um, you know, put yourself out there to help out. We also do like volunteer days and things like that and get a lot of great people that come out. Um, I've borrowed money from someone who came out to one of those days. So if you're honestly just being open and genuine, sharing what you know, giving back, which you can do in your daily life and in real estate and invite those people out, I think there's always people that are drawn to that. And it's been, um, you know, really beneficial for me coming from someone who had nothing, you know, have a criminal background, you know, that I share with these people and no money and little experience except for the, the local market that I knew. So it's just, it's just refreshing, I think, message for anyone who maybe feels like they don't have everything. There's a lot of value there. And so what's interesting is that, so your conference is basically like a larger meetup, right? There's a lot of these local meetups, including the one I host, where you meet about maybe once a month and it's about 30 to 60 people in a room and one presenter. Your conference is that times 10, right? You have a much bigger crowd. You have a lot of amazing speakers and people who are all coming together at once. And I know, especially for these new investors who maybe are just starting and don't have anything going on for themselves. What advice would you give to these newcomers who don't want to just be like wallflowers at your conference? <laughs> I like that question. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, I mean, that's kind of how I envisioned it too, is basically like doing 10 or 20 meetups in a weekend. Because to be honest, you know, 
besides the money, like time is super valuable. And to have to go through traffic to, uh, you know, 20 different meetups during a year, I encourage people to do it as much as they can. Uh, but for those who can only, you know, cram that into one weekend, this is basically a way to, you know, it's about 350 folks we usually get together over the weekend, two presenters at a time. So you can kind of choose what you want to focus on. We kind of, I wouldn't say two different tracks, but there's kind of two different ways, I think, to approach it, both as a beginner. And um, I've heard recently from a meetup group leader who got a lot out of the last conference and he was speaking there. Um, so I think for the newer folks, the main thing, the main challenge that I've heard from them is two things. One is selecting what style of investing they want to do and what fits with their life and their financial goals, et cetera. Although that question is not always asked as thoroughly, maybe as it should be. Um, the second thing is taking action. You know, once you decide what you want to do and focus on, when do you actually put the rubber to the road and go do it? And I think those are the two things that I've heard most consistently from folks starting out. So what I encourage people to do if they're just getting started out, um, number one is to listen and really think about what your lifestyle, what your financial goals are and what you want to do and can listen to all these different styles of topics that we have. It's all kinds of different types of investing from flipping to multifamily investing, uh, wholesaling, finding deals, node investing. So whether it's passive or active to find what fits with the lifestyle, just so, to select a path. And then once you're there, um, so for example, after each you know speech, then we have kind of a breakout session. We can ask more questions of the speaker. And in that group is naturally going to be the people that are interested in or doing the same thing. So that's a great opportunity right after that to network with the folks that are there. Um, and I think it's important to connect with the people that are already successful in doing your style of investing. So this leads from identifying what you want to do to finding the people that have already done it. And to me, having those resources there to ask questions, to trust, to gain confidence really helps with the execution, taking action portion. At least for me, you know, before I started networking, I didn't know anyone doing what I wanted to do. So everything seemed scary and risky and new. After meeting people who had done it, I closed my first deal just several months later because now I had the resources and the connections, you know, in case something popped up, the confidence to make it happen. So I think again, identification and then execution action after meeting the right people who are already doing it. So you would say that before even going to your conference, they should probably have some idea of what they want to learn. You know, they can be interested in something new, right? They can find out something new during the conference, but before going, maybe have an idea of what strategy to pursue and then focus on those at the conference? I would say almost, I think maybe the most important thing for someone who's newer is to really ask, again, what do you want your lifestyle to be like? What are your financial goals? What are your resources today as far as, you know, knowledge, experience, you know, maybe an industry like marketing that really helps with real estate and whether they want to be active or passive. Because all of those questions then, you know, as you start to absorb different material and different types of investing, I think those are the questions that need to be answered. So if someone can't answer that already, I think those are the questions that they, someone needs to come with, you know, whether they're attending the conference or just listening to podcasts is to have these questions, maybe not just in the back of mind, but written down as far as what they want the future to look like before deciding what to do. I don't know if you've met people who, you know, it's like, hey, I want to make money. So I'm going to jump into wholesaling or flipping or whatever. And they realize later, maybe that, oh, this is not what I expected or, you know, this doesn't fit my lifestyle and what I wanted to do. I wanted to be more passive. I thought this was passive. 
and you know, and that, that's a business, right? Because you've, you've run that yourself. Absolutely. And who would you say should go to this conference? Is it for experienced investors only, new investors? What would you say? Yeah, so we got really a mix of folks. Um, I thought it was pretty cool, actually. I, I, I need to reach out to, to Juan again. But if you know Juan Diaz is a meetup leader up in Oakland. Um, so I got a property up there in West Oakland. He was taking a look at it to give me a bid. And he's like, hey, I wanted to say thanks. And I was like, oh, what, you know, what about? He's like, you know, when I went to your conference the other year, he's like, I picked up two things. One was about virtual assistants. He, so he didn't have any virtual assistants before, just people living locally. And now he's got some property out there where like 15 of his virtual assistants live on some like big compound and do all this stuff for him around the clock. Um, and he's saving a ton of money too. So he's like, thank you for that. I, you know, He's like, I just heard you speak for an hour about it. And I went and took action and I did it. And I hired my first one and my second and my 10th and my 15th. So that was amazing to hear. And then he said also, um, he started doing short-term rentals, Airbnbs while he was waiting to develop properties. So he, a lot of times he'll be adding additional stories or square footage or whatever it may be. He's been throwing furniture inside there and just renting it out for the 12 months it takes to get permits. I was talking about doing uh, renting furnished rentals for over 30 days. So that's what he's been doing now. He's like, oh man, it used to be a pain in the ass with the, the vacation renters, but now I'll just rent it out for three, six months at a time, fill the full 12 months, make an extra 20 grand before I get the permits. And that'll pay for the, you know, the first installment on the permits at least. So it's just cool to hear from a meetup leader who's out there networking, talking to folks that I guess, you know, because of the breadth and variety of what's available, this happened to be what I was talking about. So I, I felt extra special, but um, you know, that's someone who's so experienced, so financially successful. I mean, Juan has a big construction company. I think he's doing typically, you know, five plus flips at a time, plus more development deals. He's building new construction. He's doing huge additions to properties that he got two great things that he could execute on and save a bunch of time and money in the next year. So I kind of, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about the folks who are kind of getting started off and the benefits maybe of identifying what's going on there and meeting the people who are successful in it. But to hear that from a meetup leader who's very successful already was huge for me. Everyone, I think, is surrounding themselves with the next level person, you know, surround and make their kind of core group a little bit better. And whether it's getting started, meeting someone a little more experienced or someone like Juan and a meetup leader and yourself who are more experienced or you know, bringing on those speakers as maybe someone in, in the circle, someone who's really next level. I and mean, I think there's opportunities at all those different scales. I, I think you find the same thing at different meetup groups and different conferences, but you might have to be a little more targeted about how you approach and find those people. Yeah. I remember when I was first starting my real estate investing journey, I definitely learned a lot from your conference when I went, I think four years ago. And it just goes to show that even if you're super experienced, like Mr. Juan Diaz, you can still learn something new. Yeah, it's, it was honestly like I was almost surprised he said it. It was cool that it, it lets me know also that there's so many more stories out there because I didn't hear this story until I happened to, you know, he came back in my circle. And by the way, I would have one less contractor to call if I hadn't networked because, you know, one super experienced that was able to call him up to come give me a bid on my property. Very nice. Yeah. And I just wanted to throw out a couple other things because we, we are trying to, and I'm always open to feedback too, but trying to find ways to kind of engage people better. So this year, in addition to the breakout groups after, you know, the speaking sessions, um, we're going to have some kind of targeted networking sessions where people can get together. Um, and also the last couple of years, we've been using the Whova app. So it's this app everyone can download, you know, once you're going to come to the conference and you can put in your bio information there, what you're interested in, 
and the titles at least are searchable. So you can find people, connect with them on the app, swap contact info, schedule appointments, get together with folks for dinner, for lunch. Again, just like your meetup group, it's we're just trying to do that, but do it like 10, 20 times in one weekend and kind of centralize that stuff. So that's how we're trying to facilitate as best as possible the networking and connecting with the right people out of that larger group that's going to be there. It can always be kind of challenging. Yeah, I think using the Whoover app is definitely something super beneficial because I was able to connect with a lot of people outside of the conference. Sometimes you forget. Like, I forgot to get this guy's card or his phone number. Well, there he is. Easy to connect. Yeah, it's got the faces and everything in there. So yeah, you can kind of, you know, can do it before the conference if you're one of the super prepared people who like to find everyone, you know, you could schedule lunches with them, everything before you even show up. Um, if you're a little bit by, you know, lazy like me and you like to go there and meet people in person, it's a great way to swap contact info or afterwards you can go find their pictures. So I've made a, a ton of great contacts, again, that have impacted my life personally. And again, wherever people go, whether they go to the conference, wherever they go, just they need to go network somewhere <laughs> is, is, I guess, the biggest message that I, I hope comes across. Yeah. Is there a speaker that you're looking forward to? You know, I love every speaker that comes out. Um, some of them have come out before. Some of them are new speakers to our event. But there's actually one particular guy, uh, Aaron Mizrillo, that hasn't been able to come out since the very first time we did this in 2014. So he's been on Bigger Pockets a long time. He does a lot of wholesale deals, you know, purchasing stuff really cheap. A lot of them he holds himself as rentals. And now he's started to get in, into development. So he's been basically just doing the same thing for 15 years, I want to say, or something like that. And finally, just decided to kind of like he noticed one of his properties that he was going to wholesale um, had an extra, like a really big lot. And the, the seller told him that it could be subdivided and built on, but the seller still didn't do it himself. And so he's uh, just started getting into lot splits and kind of subdividing entitlements and constructing new buildings. Uh, he's just a really, really hilarious guy. And it's just interesting the way he thinks about money of everything kind of like moving around and coming and going. But yeah, just a really amazing dynamic speaker, super funny. And it was just interesting to me that after 10, 15 years of successfully doing the same thing, he heard someone else, you know, say this and decided to start learning more about it. And he's kind of like relaunched almost a new business because of it. So just kind of goes back to keeping your eyes and ears open in these two circumstances, whether you're new or 15 years deep successfully wholesaling. Uh, there's always new opportunities out there. Yeah. Excited to hear him speak. Yeah. Cause you came to the first one, right? I don't know if you heard him the very first time, but um, the guy just cracks me up too. So his daughter's two years old now. He said she's old enough to travel. So he's finally coming back. I've called him every year. It must be difficult for you to host an event like this from overseas. Definitely kudos to you for doing that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't do anything that I have to show up for money for, except for these two days of the summit. I do come in, of course. To be honest, it's kind of interesting. I think this is with a lot of businesses. We think, oh man, how do I do that without being there? 99% of stuff generally done today, well, maybe not 90, 90%, you know, can still be done over the phone, email. To be honest, a lot of these speakers, some of them are in the Bay, some of them are around the country. I wouldn't be able to speak to all of them in person anyway. So I have an event planner who works full-time on this. Um, you know, she does a lot of the communication, helps with the email marketing, making sure that all the speakers know what they're doing, when they're supposed to be there, getting info out to uh, the attendees. And like any business, I think it can be more or less uh, written, documented, 
and have someone else help with the vast majority of the work. So besides calling the speakers, who I, which I really enjoy doing, um, she's handling a lot of the other stuff. That makes sense. Just have a good standard operating procedure and you're good to go. Written, written standard operating procedures for everyone. That's right. First of all, thank you again for hosting the conference. It's definitely one of my favorite times of the year to be able to go to a place where all of my friends and connections in the Bay Area will be at one central location and getting two full days of amazing content with great speakers. Um, is there anything else we should know before we end the show today? And, and likewise, thank you for doing the meetup yourself, because I know it does take time, effort, energy to plan everything and get folks together and doing the podcast, all this stuff. Um, it's a huge benefit to everyone who has the opportunity or takes the opportunity to listen and absorb. So thank you for taking the time also, because I know sometimes it's a pain in the ass. Um, I would say, you know, if you want to learn more about the, the summit, we have a website. It's sfbsummit.com, as in SFBA Summit. Um, so sfbsummit.com. And also, uh, so the speakers are on there, everything else, a lot of the feedback from folks that have come in the past, both newer folks and more experienced. The other thing is you can check me out on Instagram. Uh, I share a lot of stuff about how I'm operating remotely, some stuff about Airbnb. And if you want to just live vicariously through someone traveling all year, you can check out my Instagram. It's real estate nomad with a period in between each word. So real.state.nomad. Pretty easy to remember. And uh, yeah, you'll see my travels around the world too there. Where's the time and location of the conference? Oh, that's something I should share, huh? It's February 8th and 9th of 2020 in Oakland, California. Yeah, so it's a Saturday and Sunday. It's on the weekend. Get a babysitter. We're actually trying to arrange like a group babysitting thing if we can for all the families out there. Yeah, we have one day, two day tickets. So come out to both if you can. They're not necessarily dependent on each other. But the more networking time that you can get in in one weekend, I think is uh, fantastic. Anyway, yeah, so for anyone who wants to go, tickets are cheaper now. And again, whatever you do, just go out there and network, network, network. Perfect. Yeah, so if you guys want more information, again, go to sfbsummit.com. It's going to be on February 8th, February 9th, 2020. Uh, you can also sign up on meetup.com. We have a small meetup event page where we just linked it to SFB Summit at uh, meetup.com slash everything REI. And if you guys want $20 off your tickets, just use the code SEAN20. That's S-E-A-N-2-0. Awesome. Thanks for sharing it, Sean. I appreciate it. And looking forward to seeing you and lots of other folks. I think all the meetup leaders should be out there. All the people I love seeing from the Bay. So it's a really exciting reunion for me and I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. If there's one event that I encourage everyone to go to, it's this one. So if you're in real estate, if you are an aspiring real estate investor or an experienced real estate investor, I hope to see you guys there. And I didn't even have to pay him to say it. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's right. All right, Jay. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. And I'll see you in February. Thank you, Sean. Take care. Bye. Here are some of the key takeaways from this episode. Your network is your net worth. And attending meetings and conferences are a key way to increase your network. Before going to the event, think about what you want for your future and what type of investing strategy suits you. Focus on attending those sessions and talk to the speakers after the presentations to ask questions and network. By explicitly seeking information, instead of mindlessly absorbing everything, you're much more likely to take action, which will lead you to success. If you want to get tickets to the conference, go to sfbsummit.com and use the code SEAN20, that's S-E-A-N-2-0, to get $20 off your ticket. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find the show notes and other episodes on our site, everythingrei.com slash podcast. If you live in the Bay Area, join our meetup group, where we meet up twice a month in San Jose at meetup.com slash everythingrei. And if you thought this was a great episode, let me know what your key takeaway was and share it with a friend who's interested in real estate investing. Thanks and have a great day.
This was another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star rating. It'll take less than a second, and it'll help a lot. You can contact me at seanpanrealty at gmail.com. That's S-E-A-N-P-A-N-R-E-A-L-T-Y at gmail.com. Thanks, and have a great day.